0: The Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host Krista Hardin. Today we're talking all about Enneagram Sixes. Well, first of all, let me start off by saying I am so incredibly grateful for the many, many, many Sixes who contributed to the research for this podcast because I felt so heard when I said, "Hey, I'm not a Six. I have a Six wing." But being sixes, what do you guys think? How are things in marriage? Those who are married in sixes, tell all. And you did. My DMs filled up and I feel ready for this episode. I also, as I've been sharing lately, have loved doing the Chestnut and Pious Enneagram love language training, so that really also gave me some gifts for the sixth episode too. And this week, we've created a great freebie for you to share, your Enneagram glow guide that I've worked on with Michael Shahan and Elena Pompa. Elena is one of my dear friends and artists, and Michael is somebody you probably know from Instagram, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And together, we're really working on helping you to understand how when you and your spouse are really at your best or contributing your best gifts, then you are truly glowing together. So we want to make sure your fire stays lit. We want to make sure that you guys are warm, just enhancing the world with your beautiful connections and knowing that you're not just two separate elements, but your chemistry together makes an even bigger dimension to your lives and your output and your outpouring, We want you guys to have the best of that. So this freebie entails all of that, and you're gonna be hearing more about that soon on future episodes, so I'm excited about that, and I want you to make sure you go to Enneagramandmarriage.com to get your glow guide. Okay, so now we can jump into our six conversation. As you guys know, the sixes are often called the loyalists of the Enneagram. They're people who love just knowing that they can trust those around them. They have a desire for security above all, and they really fear that they will not have that security. So sometimes they even have something we call projection where, and you know what projection is because you say, oh, you projected that onto somebody else. And that's exactly what it is. Sometimes sixes will not intentionally, of course, but unintentionally project their fears onto their partner about not feeling secure. It could be, Hey, what are you doing with our money? It could be, I don't like this plan. It could be, I feel unsafe with you. I don't know if I can trust you. It could be you and somebody else are plotting against me. So if you're the spouse of a six, listen up. Every single type has their pitfalls. So try to remember that as I'm saying, Oh, here's some of the pitfalls of six. But you have the influence. You can put your glow on them and say, hey, let me help heal your trauma. Sixes need their people. They love their people. They want their people. And they also, just like all of us, need healing. And that's one of the reasons we get married is so we can say to our spouses, Hey, you know what? You're not so bad after all. I'm surprised that people treated you like this in childhood. And it just brings a lot of validation. Or sometimes we say, Gosh, your parents were amazing. I see why they raised you and loved you so well. You're an incredible treasure. And hopefully we say a little bit of both at different times for empathy. But with sixes, this is particularly important because they need to feel so much safety from their spouse. And that is a gift you can bring them. Now, if you're married to a six, you also know they bring you a lot of gifts. Not only the loyalty that I mentioned, but they're also excellent at troubleshooting. They've really got a great way of planning and understanding that today is not all we have, but they are able to stay present many times. Sometimes they worry, but they're looking ahead, forecasting, saying, It looks like the weather up ahead is going to be difficult. Let's make sure we're prepped. And as you know, the sixes during this whole COVID time have been pretty great because they've been prepped way in advance and they've been sharing their resources and just saying, hey guys, come on, let's get on the bandwagon. Why haven't you guys been doing this? But the truth is that's your gift sixes. So enjoy it. Try not to be resentful when others don't share that gift, but try to share it with the world. And if you're the spouse of a six, understand that they really do have a desire to take care of not only themselves, but also you. And we have some types who are more self-focused and other types who are more others-focused. And sixes maintain some balance there. They truly do care about tribe. They truly do care about making sure they're safe too. So one of the things a lot of the sixes who wrote in to me said they wanted to let people know was that sometimes you guys say, gosh, my sixth spouse really complains a lot and they want to be just getting a lot of validation from me, it seems like, or they want me to fix their problems. And the sixes have been very clear about this. Most of the time, they don't need you to fix their problems. They just want to vent. They want to be understood. And occasionally they will come to the solution on their own. Occasionally they will ask you for some help. And occasionally it will literally just be a vent. So understand that it could be different times, different needs, and please clarify with them what is it that you need so that you don't try to fix it when they really do just need the vent or you guys can brainstorm together, etc. So make sure you check in. And also six is make sure that you let your spouse know about how much time you'll need and then try to stick to that. What you might not realize is not every type has to go through that oral processing and that litany of worries with their spouse out loud. So you're thinking this is just marriage, but this is just marriage with a six and that's good. Marriage with a six is great. But we just need for you to understand giving your spouse some parameters around how long the tirade will go on is important. And when I say that, it's totally tongue in cheek because I do have a six wing. So I'm like right there with you. And I'm not saying that like, oh yeah, I never do that. So it's really important for you to understand that this is really healing for for your spouse to not feel like they're gonna be in the worry all night with you. You've got to think maybe they've had a long day and they've had things that you don't have. Like you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm the one who prepped and prepared and troubleshooted and did all this and that. But they've used their gift in the world and they may be coming home from work or after a long day or wanting to start their day with joy, or they're wanting to make sure that they are really energized for their day because they have a big one and they're an eight and they have to use their power. And right now you're taking a lot of that time time. So you might say, can I just have 10 minutes to vent on something? Can I have 15? They may even say to you, or you could say to them, first I'm gonna journal it out or first journal it out, then come back and let's talk. Because what happens with a six is you guys are the biggest thinkers in all of the Enneagram types typically. And you guys have so much going on in your brain that sometimes just the journaling process will help you to get it out versus the oral. That way you don't have to talk everything out and be a verbal processor. You can say, I got a lot of this out in my journal. I did a pros and cons list. I thought it through. This is how far I got with it. Can we take over together for a little bit? And then maybe your spouse says, sure, I have 10 minutes and then you have to finish up on your own too. So make sure you do that. Do not try to control your spouse's six. Pretty much every one of the Enneagram types as we've been talking somehow likes to inadvertently or even overtly control their spouse. And we know that's not a good thing. So please make sure that if they say, I need some time and space, that you give it. And spouses, make sure you give them a term of endearment when you do take that space. Like, oh, I love you. I, I just need to do something else right now. Or I care about you. Or I can't wait for our date night. And that way they know we're in good standing because one of the things that we need to talk about is how sixes are always checking as to whether they're in good standing. So I'm gonna speak to both sixes and their spouses here to say, be careful about this because you can really make yourself in bad standing if you have a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense of you're saying, I think I'm in bad standing with you. I think I'm in bad standing with you. I think I'm in bad standing with you. And it's like, yeah, you are now, even if you weren't before. So make sure that you really are careful So, if your words have the power of life and death, try to be life giving with them and say, how are we doing? Are we okay? And if your spouse says yes, leave it. And try to then breathe life in. Don't say, it doesn't look like it's okay. Try to breathe life in. Even if your spouse is a one and they're doing that, that part of the one that we've talked about where you know there's tension, they don't know there's tension, or they won't admit to it, keep it lighter. Because what they don't need is for you to go down that rabbit hole with them. We'll talk about the combo types, but I really want you guys to know, try not to do that. Try to really make sure you stay with it and say, okay gotcha, we're doing great. Moving on. I also want to say when it comes to you guys having self-fulfilling prophecies, it can be in the right direction where you're like, I actually know that sixes can be negative sometimes. I'm going to choose to think positive. I'm going to choose to take the pretty much the whole book of Philippians and try to really remember that even in my hardest moments, there can be greatness and that I can really choose to think on good things and cast my anxieties on God. And once you're doing all that, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy in the other direction. So that's the great news. The other aspect I want you to be careful of sixes is that you don't just try to find ways to be contrary all the time. And this is something we'll talk about subtypes briefly now that the sexual six does a little bit more than the other types. And we also call this one the counterphobic six. But what this type does and what sixes can do in general is in their ability to check on whether they can trust somebody they're testing all the time and your spouse can feel it and they don't like it and they can feel, Ooh, that's feeling oozing out some paranoia. So you really have to look at that and say, wow, my spouse doesn't like me or they've been mean to me lately or we're fighting and they say I'm argumentative. What I want you to do is look at that and say, well, if I'm saying it's raining out Are they saying it's sunny out? If I'm saying I want to go out to eat, are they saying they want to eat in? If I'm saying I want this kind of food, are they saying the other? And you might think it's them, but really this is a pattern for sixes. So watch for it if that's what's happening because oftentimes they're the first ones to say something and you're known as the contrarian. And I know that's sometimes because you are checking and testing. And I've heard sixes say it takes an awfully long time to build back trust with me when trust has been lost, but at the end of the day, I'm still loyal How that can look in a marriage is very unattractive in this way that it can look like you being loyal, but making them pay a lot of penance over time and even over a number of years versus, hey, let's try to work this out today so we can have a good evening or something huge. Let's try to really tackle this this year so that it doesn't have to take years. That's important. So six is what you need to do there is either decide I'm going to go on faith and trust or I'm not because what I don't want to see is for you checking, checking, checking every little thing about your spouse, trying to have control, grasping for straws, not letting them see their family, making sure that you are in control of everything in the schedule. And boy, do I get that being in the thinking triad with you because all of us thinkers like control. We all like to make sure that we're managing our time. So I know how hard it is to be married, but here's the good news we balance each other out. And that's what I was getting at earlier is that you and your spouse truly balance each other out so that when you're heading into that fear, that deep fear, that paranoid fear, they can be the one to say, Oh my gosh, I know you don't think that you're going to have enough resources, or I know you don't think that this is a good plan, but here's some balance to your life. This is okay. We have some plans here and they don't have to be just yours. And I think that's really important, especially for the six wing five, because they are even more planning oriented. But moving on past the sexual subtype, we're going to hit the social subtype of sixes. And the social subtype really does end up loving that group a little bit more. You have to watch out for group effect with a social six. And I study that with my girls in psychology that it's so important because people can just have group effect and group behavior and not realize when they're hurting somebody. And so try to make sure even with all the political issues we have going on that you really keep your allegiance to God because I've loved doing the story of the world classical books, and it's been such a great reminder to me of the way civilizations rise and fall and how God is steadfast through it all. So, make sure if you're a social six that your biggest allegiance is to God and not a party. I know party allegiances are important right now, but I also want you to understand not to get lost in it, that the bigger dynamic is holding on to your faith because you really don't have ultimate control. And as a social six, I don't want you to feel like you you've lost your marriage or your family or your job because you're so focused in on party control. So make sure you look out for that since we're in a big political year and time in a strange time. But I also am happy for you in the sense that you can trust groups in many ways. And you show us what the healthy side of group trust is where you say, we can't do things on our own. We need a community. We need each other. And we really need good leadership in our country and in our world. So you really do help with your diplomacy and with your fun And often you six wing sevens add a lot of fun to the hard work you do of socializing well, but just make sure you're careful not to leave others behind. Make sure you're not going to say, I have a hierarchy of some are more important than others, but try to love all. I also want to address the self-preserving six. You guys are more childlike in your nature, asking a little bit more. Sometimes I see more of these in my work because they come to me for help as the authority. And I've heard other counselors and coaches talk about this, that sometimes they have to remind themselves, and I do too, that with our sixes, we can't just tell you guys exactly what to do because you have to own your decisions. And sometimes your power and your courage is in your shadow side. And as we all know, sixes have the superpower of courage. So when you start owning your power and your courage and saying, I really can do all things through God. It's amazing to watch. It's amazing. And you guys literally, like I said, have the most courage of all. You're the ones to save the days. A lot of sixes in the helping fields and in the firefighting fields and EMT work and it's just so impressive to the rest of us that you set your intention, get ready, set, go, and you are off to the races. So, we love seeing that about you, and we don't want that to stop. We also just want to make sure you're well fed, that you are understanding not to give away all of your power to others, especially because here's the other side of that. You think that your self preserving six is really trusting that authority, but they're always testing that authority. They're looking for errors with them. So, better yet is to say, no one's perfect. There's a lot of people with good ideas. I'm going to sift through a few people's ideas. I'm going to sift through my own and I'm going to pick one because it isn't the movie sliding doors. It's real life. And there's always redemption. Even if I pick the quote unquote wrong choice. So do remember that that there's always tomorrow. There's such a blessing. And when it's no longer tomorrow, then you're with the Lord and you've got that taken care of too. So you really do need to just take the plunge. If you're married to a six, sometimes you're gonna need to push them gently into that plunge so that they don't stand forever in the planning and in the contemplation stage and in the checking with authority figures, especially that self-preserving six. But I did talk a tiny bit about the wings as well. So we'll go there now that the six-wing five, as I said, is a little more likely to be analytical, processing, want control of the finances, not necessarily as balanced on their seven side, which would be their more energized, fun, joyful, childlike side. So I want you guys to be careful that if you're in a marriage with a six-wing five or you are the six-wing five, which we had more respondents in our research that were six-wing five, that you guys pay attention to letting your spouse make some decisions and saying, hey, I know that I really like taking care of our finances or setting our plans for the week but first things first let me see what you want to do so that I can put that in and then if you're a six wing seven I want you to make sure in your marriage that you really do take your authority and power and you don't just give that away like oh I'm I'm a child I'm gonna find somebody to like and I'm gonna just promote the heck out of them be you and be you guys. So if you are a six-wing seven, make sure you really get that. You can own your own opinions. You can really share them with joy and not a sense of judgment, and you can Trust God for the bigger things and let go and try to slow down and take your time in peace. And that's what I want to say now is when we think about the arrows with our sixes, we think about them going to three and nine. And so we have with our threes, sixes, and nines almost a triangle. Well, it isn't even almost, it is a triangle. If you look at the Enneagram chart and you'll see, oh my gosh, they really have such a flow together. So we know that when six is feeling really healthy and strong, they also look like a nine and then they also look like a three. Now they can look like the negative side of three and that can look like them being harsh truth-tellers and not being gentle and not being sweet. And they can also be really, like I said, at nine in peace, slothing out. But we also want to make sure that what you understand is you can truly go to both places of your arrows in stress or in health. And in health, it looks like this. The six is themselves. They're learning to trust themselves. They're learning to own their power, their control, their courage. They're giving grace and license for their spouse to do the same. They're then going to nine in a place of rest so that they can have peace knowing my typical state is one of preparation and sometimes my cortisol levels are up. So they're really needing to sit there and go, okay, I'm gonna take my time to rest, watch my favorite shows. A lot of the time sixes like to watch their repeats and know exactly what they're gonna do, visit their favorite joints of restaurants and they're visiting their favorite restaurants And what they're doing is they're getting ready for their move to three in health so that they can show up big, get their A game on and show up with love and speaking the truth in love versus, like I said, harsh truth telling, judgment, black and white thinking. Here's why it's an everything move for you is you guys really love your people and your people are going to trust you and love you more if they know when they see you, you've done your work, that you're not going to drain them, that you're not going to test them, that you're not going to have a self-fulfilling prophecy of thinking they don't like you, but that you're going to say, I'm loved because I'm special. I add to the world too. I'm grateful for the way others do it. We don't all do it the same way. I know how to take my rest. I also know how to work really hard at my three space. So those are some things about three and the wings and the arrows. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the sixes with each type. So I alluded a bit to the six one dynamic because I wanted you guys to understand you could get caught up feeling your one's anger as a six and really overdoing on that when in reality, they need you to pull them into that nine space with you and say, Hey, chill with me after the hard work, show them that you're a team player, show them that you're not so possessed and you're worried that you can't function. I know people that have had to tweak with medication to say to their one, hey, I'm on meds now, I'm stable. And I'm not going to drain us so that the one spouse can say, okay, good. Cause I'm working so hard for the both of us and I need you to do your part. What's beautiful about this dynamic is the one really can empower the six to do hard things and say, you know what? You're capable. Let's get you on your meds if you need them and let's go. And the six is like, oh my gosh, like normally I'm not doing inhibited, but I am when I start worrying because my thoughts go askew. And so that's why we think of them as sometimes thinking inhibited, but really they are good at thinking once they can get past those worries and they're also present thinkers so this is a dynamic duo when you guys can really not ping pong off each other in negative ways and just remember when you feel that one's anger try to keep it light because they don't need you to go down that with them they they do once in a while need you to process it with them but a lot of the time when they're at their best they go to seven so they don't need you to really worry about that that's just who they are they carry anger in their gut So two, six is a very common dynamic, and I think it's a great pairing. I just want you guys to understand that what can at first feel like safety for a two and care and concern can feel like a control later and their control desires can get in the way with the two withdrawing and the six feeling like I've been abandoned and I can't believe this two is manipulating me by being cold and not giving me what I need as far as building trust. So just make sure that you understand that your two is a loving person person but they do feel when you test and they feel everything so deeply so they need you to actually build into them and help them to find their identity and to say you are a phenomenal person i love you i trust you and no self-fulfilling prophecies they're pushing them away so watch for that if you're married to a two and if you're a two, understand the blessing that comes from being with a six is that you're thinking about relationships all the time but they're going to help you get thinking about practical matters and that's going to be a huge gift to you Three and six, you guys are, like I said, the three, six, nine thing going. You have so many similar points, so I want you to be encouraged. It's a beautiful dynamic, and you guys have a strong loyalty together, hard work ethic. But make sure you guys rest well together too, because the six really needs the rest to go and have a good day. And I know that the three can do a little bit better on the outside when they don't have the rest, but on the inside, they need it just as much. They need to approach their feelings and it's uh, their feelings triad people. So they're actually really gifted with feelings and they can help you as a six with your concrete stuck in thinking sometimes find yours, but you guys just need to prioritize taking the time off together, not just the hard work. Four and six, This is a pairing I was able to talk to a little bit about it with a couple last night. Such a beautiful place because the four helps the six to really enjoy just going to emotions, teaches them that it's okay and safe and they'll be held there and secure there. They can also help the six feel secure by going around, locking doors at night, understanding that dynamic. And the six can say to the four, let's get moving, let's get practical. And really the four appreciates that too is what I'm hearing that the four is like, okay, I'm out of my head. I'm dreaming. I will keep doing this, but I'll do it while we're doing our productive things. And they are so cute together and can make it the long haul. Sixes and fives are really similar, as we said, in the way of planning and being in the thinking triad. So you guys have to be really careful also to get your date nights to make sure that you guys take the time together to enjoy and to explore. The beautiful thing about being with somebody who's so similar is that you end up finding, and there's a lot of six, five pairings for this reason, that your spouse is truly getting you. And they're like, oh, I totally get that, that you don't feel like you have enough energy. So let's both make sure we plan, plan, plan. And this is a great planning couple. And then they go and plan adventures and they set boundaries together. Just make sure that you understand to respect one another's space. Make sure that as a six, you understand when your five gives to you, it's out of depth not out of overflow and you have a little bit more energy so make sure that you use it to help them and to bless them and to get them into action whenever possible but that you also respect that sometimes they need their rest and they definitely don't want their worry to be triggered all the time so don't do be careful about the amount of time you spend and schedule it ahead of time to say hey can we talk about this and if five wants to schedule something to talk about make sure you do it soon with your six don't say to a six can we talk about a problem next week your six Does not want that, but your five does. So remember that on a vice versa basis. With a six six, depending on your subtypes, this can be a beautiful pairing as well because you guys can say to each other, "We both feel that trust and security are the most important things, and so that's a high value, and we want to make sure we honor that." And you guys can do that together by saying, "We choose to take our rest together." Many times we. course, choose to honor that sometimes we have differing interests and try not to go to the three and the harsh truth teller place together. Like I know what's better. This show is better. This political party is better. Try to understand that we all earned our voting rights and that we can be people on our own. Even if we have some disagreements, we can also be one flesh with our spouses, even if we're not exactly the same. So make sure that you two don't get contentious if every little thing doesn't line up, but try, try to find a way together because I think you'll enjoy it so much more being loyalist that you can do the work to really hear each other's perspectives, even if you have to sit on your hand and say, okay, we both like to vent. I'm going to take 10 minutes. Now you take 10 minutes. <laughs> so that's a fun pairing in that way. So Six and seven, you guys are so hardworking and moving and visionary together because you're great at getting tasks done on the six side and you're great with brainstorming and coming up with big ideas and putting them out there as a seven. So the worry is countered from the six with the seven's enthusiasm and the seven's inability sometimes to strategically plan out the steps is so blessed by the six that you guys are a great project couple together, but you also need to just make sure you find times to chill out and laugh. Really hard together because, as I said, you're probably gonna see, gosh, we have a lot of fun. Sixes are funny people when they're not worried, they're hilarious, and sevens just adore that. So, make sure you take time for laughing and you're both in your head. So, take time for heart together, and it won't come natural. So, you'll have to put that on the calendar and say, Let's talk about our problems together. Seven, um, try to let your six have some time, try not to cut them off because sevens can have half feelings. So, make sure you say, Okay, I. I didn't just let you talk about it. I let you process it. And then when you're done, you can say as a seven ham done, but I know you have more to process and I get it because I'm the anxiety triad with you. So just go take some time and then let's plan to come back together at a certain time. And you guys can tell each other, you have five minutes to look up your chronic illness on the internet. Go, you're cut off. Now we're leaving because I know that that is something you can get into and really not be healthy at together. So do understand you need time limits whenever you're in that mode. Okay, so six, eight is something that is so much fun for the six in the sense that they love to line up with a powerful figure. They love to make sure that they are with somebody that they can trust. And so oftentimes there's an adoration for the eight from the six that comes in play. And it's like, oh my gosh, you've given me a place I can trust security. The eight feels like, oh my gosh, wow, you're a good planner. My energy and your planning, we're a rock star couple, but I don't want the eight to become too big for the six in the sense of them lording over their power over the six because the six does need to develop as I said their own power courage and you guys need to be able to say we're both able to fight things out when necessary that's okay and that conflict will draw us closer together as long as we face it and this pairing will face it but with this pairing I want to make sure you guys really don't take up too much space that you as an eight are really conscious of how much space you're taking up and you as a six are really conscious of how much testing you're doing how much self-fulfilling prophecy you're doing because your eight has a bit of naivety to them and they don't want to be taken advantage of or manipulated. They just want to be loved. They have a soft gooey marshmallow center on the inside and they don't want you to test them. They just want to have a simple life together with you where it's full of love. And I know that's what you want too. So make sure that if you decide to forgive on something that you do just forgive and you take that as ownership of you, if you're working on something like, Hey, Of course, you're not perfect. You broke trust, but I'm not on either side. I'm not going to take years to forgive you because both of these two types can be upset and eight can want some vengeance. Six can hold on for a long time. So that can be a stir, a stirring issue if you guys don't decide to be mature and maturity says I can forgive, but still be processing my angry feelings. I can forgive, but still need boundaries. I can forgive, but still need to build trust back. And how does that look for you guys? You'll have to decide, but typically it looks like I'm not going to call you names. I'm still going to have date nights with you. I'm going to ask you when I don't trust you. I'm not going to say something nasty to you. So make sure you guys really understand how beautiful you guys can be together and how lined up, but also how detrimental if you're not doing your work. Six and nine is another one of those triangular pairs. So it feels really good because you guys understand each other at three and also at nine and six. Just make sure that you don't step into worry together in this way that you let each other Talk and process your fears. And a lot of times, those fears are going to be different. And that's the good news because you have different issues amongst you and different subtypes and different leanings and wings and histories. So it's not going to be exactly the same. But what is going to be helpful is saying, All right, I know we both have to process worry. As a nine, you're going to want to do it less, but I know you need that time let's get it on the calendar. A nine will like that better. And a nine will like if you as a six say, hey, things are going well, but I think they could be even better. That way they feel safety and permission to share authentically. And they don't think this is a trick or something because the nine will merge with you and they'll be like, oh, I can tell you're anxious inside, but you can say, yeah, I'm anxious, but we're doing good. And then the nine to the six, of course, you'll notice the six's feelings and say, hey, notice you're anxious. Do you need to talk? try not to merge with them so much though, because the six is looking for leadership and the nine is merging and we really need you guys to both own your own power. So that's the goal. And you can even do this by taking turns saying who's going to pick out to eat. Let me help the nine decide what they don't like first. Let's let the six decide what makes them feel safe amongst those. And you can kind of just join up a few ideas on each side and go back and forth with it. Don't let one person do all the choosing of your vacations, your restaurants, your voting candidates, really try to make that you guys are leaning into each other's interests, especially when you see that nine with an area of extreme interest. So I think that's really important. And this pairing can be a little bit competitive. So you've got to have some fun with that. Enjoy it. Live it up. Go do some fun runs together or do some board game challenges, Trivial Pursuit, whatever floats your boat, video games, but make sure that you just take it in fun and say I'm sorry later if you're like, oh my gosh, I can see how like I was so mean to you and now we have to sleep in the same bed tonight. So I hope you'll stay in that space. I hope you guys will approach your hearts and I hope this episode has been super helpful for you because it's been a lot of fun. So much fun to hear from you sixes. I feel like you helped me to become an expert on you guys and I treasure that and I'm using these tips with you as I try to take care of my six wing very well and so I hope you'll do that with me I hope you guys will have a great week don't forget to grab your Enneagram glow guide I am so excited for you to see that freebie and have a great week